Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm JC. And today have we got a guest and a story for you guys. Okay, so stay tuned. Stay listening. Stay present. Okay, because today we have Miss Abby Gustafson on <laughs> Miss Newly Abby Gustafson <laughs> on the pod. Abby, what's up? Yeah, not Mrs. Miss now. <laughs> <laughs> Abby, how are you? Hello, I'm I'm actually doing pretty good. It has been a minute since you've been on the podcast. Literally four years. You were so, so you were time, twelve. Yeah. First time we we're talking about your anxiety, and now we will be talking about a new subject. <laughs> yeah, your heightened anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we're, we're at a point where we can joke and laugh. Actually, yes. I feel like you've I was like you've been there the whole time. But That's how I cope. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think humor is the best way to cope with things. Yes. Abby has had to reel it back on me and some people sometimes when we take the jokes too far. She'll be like, okay, guys, that's actually not funny. Yeah. Can we tell yeah. can we tell the listeners before we get into everything just what happened? And then we'll we'll dive in. But yes. if they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, briefly. Abby, if you I I'm telling you guys, like I'm always like, people don't care. They don't know on social media. And then after our confessions where they're like, I will literally like go to the Facebook page of the dance class you go to to see like who you're following and the photos of like the, your new boyfriend. People know because I get messages all the time. Like, is Abby still married? Like, did Abby, you know, because Abby's cake, wedding cake was a big thing. A big story. On the story. Yeah, it's one of the most infamous stories on our like wedding disaster ones. And I I got rid of the highlight. You know, you know that that wedding cake was a bad sign. Yeah. That was a bad, it was a bad omen. We should have known something was off. That was not the only disaster that day, apparently. (laughs) So, Yeah. 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 But, anyways. We'll get into the answering the question of yes, she's no longer married. Yes, I'm. I'm no longer married. Yes, Abby has lots of life updates for us since the last time we talked. She just moved to California. She's so close to us. She just joined our little our little group. Clan. Yeah, our little clique here. How are you liking it, Abby? I love it. The coming from Arizona summer of 115 every day all day to like 70 degrees all day is Ugh. like. 70 and sunny. Everyone is nice here because the weather. Because <laughs> they're happy. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. If it was like that in Arizona, everyone would be like, oh, how are you doing today? You look great. Oh, your baby's so cute. Mm-hmm. Here, everyone's like that. Arizona, everyone's like, do not talk to me. It is 115. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sweating. I'm Let to me get, to my get in car. my car. Yeah. It is a world of difference. It's it like a utopia. So- Abby, why don't, you, why don't you start us back at the beginning? Yeah, now I'm thinking, like, how am I supposed to just dive into this? <laughs> yeah. Here we like, go. Anyways. Well, well how, <laughs> One day. how like, long anyways, were you married? Like two and a half years. Okay. So um, quite a while. It's not like, you know, five months and it's like, oh, this isn't it. It's right. Like two and a half and how years. long we did you guys date years. before you got married? 
like a year. That's pretty long in Mormon terms. Yeah, it yeah. actually is. Compared to like other, I don't know, Mormons. Literally me. Yeah. yeah I'm like, other random Mormons. <laughs> me too. No, it's true. I, I feel like that's a pretty long time to be with someone. Just when you think about it overall, it's like mm-hmm. years out of your life. And you, you know? were on yes. and off. Like you were dating for a no, year. No, we were, we were dating. Full on. So okay. like two years into it, right? So this was like, I just remember this because it was like right after I had Case. Why don't you just start on the on the fateful day? Pretty much that things just started to, and, and we'll catch up from there, you know? Sure. So I was living a normal life, you know? <laughs> living in a nice, cute little apartment. I don't think I was streaming at this point, but I was playing lots of video games. I was working. I was honestly like I was really good. I still had typical anxiety, but it wasn't a problem. It was very manageable. Like I already I had a lot of tools I already used. You had a dog. I had a dog. Abby's gotten a yeah, dog it was, since then. It was a normal life. Take Rudy on a walk in the morning, like with my husband. We'd go on a run or something with him. And then I'd get home, I'd work. Which you still have the dog, by the way. We say had, but we we still have the dog. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and then I'd play video games at night and then listen to podcasts, just a normal life. And then one day, (laughs) this is where it all began. No, actually, the the thing is, is I've never been shy about like having anxiety, you know, a generalized anxiety disorder. I know I have it. I'm not ashamed of it like I used to be, but... And I was very transparent with my ex-husband that I had anxiety. Like he saw me have panic attacks. From the start, he, yeah, right? From the when we were dating. Like I did not beg this man to marry me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like he knew what he was getting into. And didn't act like your anxiety was that big of a deal. Did he? No. Was he ever like, I'm so worried about it? No, not really. He was like just kind of there. Like, I mean, to be honest, retrospect, like looking back, he wasn't that comforting in the sense of being like, like not trying to like, I wish he would try to fix it more so than he did instead of just being like, just kind of being quiet until quiet until it was over. And then, you know, yeah. back to all was normal. And then he was like normal again. Mm. Just like, oh, we'll get past this, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, so one day, so to get an idea of what my ex-husband did is he was a, he, I'm sorry to say this, but I hate chiropractors. <laughs> I hate all chiropractors. Seriously, same. <laughs> Sorry if your dad also, our family has trouble with chiropractors now. Yeah. So it's just anyways, he was an assistant to a chiropractor. And they had like C B D gummies, C B D. Everyone that has stuff. done something bad to our family is a chiropractor. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I act like if you're a chiropractor, stay away. Stay away from us. <laughs> stay away from me. Stay away from us. Yeah. Stay away from everyone. Never mess with the family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they had C B D gummies. Specifically, they had it was like a Delta 8 gummy, which I guess is like a step down from THC, but a step up from CBD. But it's like normal. They give it out to everyone who comes in the doors type of thing. They can you can buy it. It's not like you have to have a license right? or anything yeah. to use it. But and so my husband would he would come home with like little bags of it, which sounds kind of sketchy now. Yeah. <laughs> like so they're yeah. really powdery. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I took a full one, which the thing is, is that it's. I was, didn't even think anything of it because I'm like, oh, it's just CBD. Everyone takes it. But I'd usually take like a quarter when I took it and I didn't feel a difference. Like I talked about it last time my whole life. But an hour into after taking it and so I took it. Okay, timeline. I took it. My husband left for work and I was on my computer working. At home. At home. By yourself. Like in my office. Yeah. My dog was there. But yeah, I was home alone. And all of a sudden I just had like. 
I, the only way to describe it is I just very heavily disassociated and I felt like I was having a stroke. Like I couldn't think it was like major brain fog, immediate anxiety loop where it's like, oh my gosh, I feel weird. Oh my gosh, why do I feel weird? Oh, can I even think? Oh my gosh, I can't think. Oh my gosh, am I even sure? It's like the, it's, that's just how anxiety works. Like it's like, have you seen those TikToks where they're talking about intrusive thoughts and it's like one thing leads to the it's like, oh, my skin feels weird. And then it's like, oh, my yeah. gosh. And then, blah, 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 then it ends yeah. with like something crazy that yeah. they like think they're burning alive or something. Yeah. It's like that kind of irrational thinking. And anyway, that's triggered just a major panic attack. I like thought I legitimately thought I was having a stroke. I was like, I can't. I was looking in the mirror, like trying to smile. And I couldn't like I was freaking out because, you know, they say it's like. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like just irrational thinking. And so I called 911 because I was alone. I was like, I'm going to die. I was literally walking around trying to stay alive because I, I thought I was dying. I was walking around. Because like, you've had panic attacks that feel like a heart attack and this one felt like a stroke. So yeah. you're like, okay, this must actually be a stroke. That makes sense. Yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes anxiety will manifest in different ways where it's like mine's usually my stomach or like my heart, but I've never had it in my head like that. But I think it's just the gummy that I took. Some people can have like actual psychoactive reactions, which is not obviously not a good thing. And that can trigger psychosis that can trigger schizophrenia if you have that already in your brain mm, like, like it opens it up yes it like kind of turns on the awesome. light switch hmm. so yeah that happened the ambulance came i was surrounded by a bunch of big like burly 40 year old dudes asking me if i was okay taking my heart rate you know like asking me questions i was like i'm dying i literally was like i'm i'm having an out-of-body experience and when they got there, were you still like, were you like, okay, I'm fine now? Or were you no, still it, like, No, it was I'm... worse. Because the, the, then when they came, when you have to call an ambulance for yourself, I was sobbing on the phone being like, I think I'm dying. I need someone to come help me. Like, I'm having a stroke. And obviously, if you're having a stroke, you will not be able to say that. But that's just how rational, like. Yeah. It's like your rational brain just turns off completely. And yeah, when they got so there, it was scary. like, it made it way worse because now I have all these people in my apartment, my dog's barking at them. I'm trying to get him in the room, but I also don't want to get up. It's like, anyways, they, they eventually, obviously I was fine. And they were just like, well, do you have a history of panic attacks? And I was like, yeah, but this is different. Like this, I've never felt like this before. And then, so that's just a brief summary of that day for me. Did and they take you anywhere or you didn't end up going anywhere? No, they're like, okay. we can take you to the hospital. You'll have to pay, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, like, I do think this is a panic attack. I'll just yeah, you're like, do I have to pay thirty thousand dollars yeah, to get a ride so to the hospital? I will just die happy in my home. But <laughs> yeah, I call. I think I called my mom. I called. Eventually, my older brother Clay came over. But so that day, though, like since the second I had the panic attack, it's like it unlocked something in my brain. Is the only way I can describe it. And it was a horrible part of my brain. Like it was just. From that second forward, every second of every day was adrenaline, high anxiety, irrational thoughts. Like I was so paranoid, like things would it, it wasn't psychosis is what I because I talked to psychiatrists and therapists and a lot of people about this, but it wasn't psychosis, which because I knew what reality was, but reality felt very shifted. It was yeah. like it just felt so real. And that I mean, I went to. This is the part where here's the thing. I'm still even hesitant. Like I'm still even hesitant to even talk badly about how he treated me, but like he made me feel like I was way crazier than I knew I was. 
because it's like all people want is really to be understood, you know, to kind of give it perspective, sorry, perspective of what he was doing while I was literally trying to get out of this hell that inadvertently he caused by giving me that. Yes, literally he caused by giving the gummy, you mean? Yeah, yeah by literally offering me it. So I don't actually blame him for that, but that is another like slap on the face that he literally gave that to me. And then it's like he left me because I couldn't get a hold of myself. Anyways, I was the one that was searching for therapists. I was the one that went to psychiatrist appointments. Like you were trying like I was so trying hard. So yeah. hard. Cause I felt like I was a burden. That's how he made me feel. Sorry, this is like the first time I've been like really rehashed it rehashed it since like it happened. But yeah, I, I booked all my appointments. I'm like so proud of what I did because I was like, I'm not giving up. I would take cold showers. And even though I felt like I was going to die and like I was disassociating and I was horrified, like. And you were like actively seeking help, too. I feel like a lot of times like you could when you feel like that, you have every excuse in the book to like just lay in bed and do nothing all day and to have like, you know, I don't know, just not try not try to get better you're just like addicted to your suffering almost where you're just stuck in it and I feel like even I mean not that I I didn't even like live there but from what I would hear from you and mom it's like you were literally calling new people to try and see like what they would say and like trying to get like you know try new medications like anything that would like fix it it's not like you were just sitting around waiting for like it to pass yeah it to pass yeah that's that's something that really pisses me off when I think back to like or it takes me off when I think back to how he one time he said this was like a month before he just took off and all. I'll get to that part. Um, alert! <laughs> yeah, before he packed his bags in the car, I just bought him and left me. <laughs> oh shiz! <laughs> Anyways, he said one time to me in the car. This is after me. I could tell he was obviously this was a very hard time in our marriage because when one person's struggling, you're both struggling. You yeah. know, that's kind of how it honestly should be because that's kind of what you sign up for is you you do not abandon that person when their time of need and this was not like I like a self-inflicted thing and honestly even then what I think marriage is is just commitment like you have to be more committed to the idea of marriage and more than the person almost because if you are just like you can love the person but if you're not in love with the idea of being married and sticking through the hard times it's I just don't think it's going to work and that's just from my experience because he could have literally smoked so much weed he could have done shrooms and all of these things and he could have gotten himself into a really bad place and I would have never left like yeah because I just think that there's hope in everything and I would have just believed in him and that he would do everything to get better you know that kind of a thing so for me the fact that well and you you would at least give him a shot more than three months yes (laughs) it's like at least give you some time well also too it's like with these things Anytime some like especially in relationships, there's always two sides of the story, obviously. Yes. But our side is right. <laughs> but it's like you also are, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people do like shy away from talking about like their experience how they experience something because of the other person. But at the same time, that happened to you. Yes. Like they like you had that experience as well. So you are more than allowed. You know, allowed to talk about what happened to you and what you what you experience. And if that included another person and their actions, that's there's consequences to actions. And yeah. So you, you know, not like, that sorry, we're, not sorry. Yeah, it's not that we're like, oh, my gosh, this guy is so horrible. Well, I'm saying that, but maybe not other people. But I'm your sister. So it's like, yeah. of course, I'm just going to be like literally yeah. 
goodbye for forever and like I will use everything I have yeah. too. <laughs> I also feel like even though there is there, there is two sides to every story and it's like even you know if we are saying okay so he gave you three months basically from when you're struggling and then it's just like yeah bye it's like sure it could have been building for longer like you know maybe like there were previous things or whatever where he was already feeling on an edge but that wasn't communicated yeah uh-uh. and that's no. where that's where i think there's an issue is that like you know in his mind his story could be like well i've been feeling like this for for a year it's like but if you don't say anything then yeah cool i, ha- I literally asked you all the time like yeah i here's the thing everyone my whole life has always told me i'm really good at communicating like what communicating at what I need and also what like I just want everyone to tell me what they need you know Mm -hmm. so because I'm happy to do that and I pride myself on being a good communicator and he like I would almost have to I I don't know it's like he just wouldn't open up I don't know if he felt insecure I don't know what it was but he it was so it was like pulling pulling teeth. teeth trying to get him to open up to me on certain things and he I mean Chelsea can say this he was very much like a everything's fine agreeable perfect you know whatever kind of guy and i'd be like you do not have to put that front on for me like right i am your wife like you can literally say everything and i would be like oh yeah i love you so much it's like you can it's just it would so that's like really that is the most frustrating thing is that he never communicated that so how are we supposed to fix that if like i don't even know that that's an issue and it's not because i'm like not attentive because i was very much attentive like i would thank him every single day being like I know like you love me, but thank you for not leaving me. Like I'm trying so hard. Yeah. And oh, anyways, back to the car. When we were in the car talking about, I asked him to open up to me because I could tell he was kind of getting distant because, you know, full transparency. But also, again, in your defense, like you, yes, like you had anxiety attacks before, but you hadn't had them like your whole marriage. It wasn't like you had been having anxiety attacks like every single day of your marriage too, leading up to like this short amount of time too. So it's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you hadn't had them for like what two years? Like you had them the yeah, first for like a couple year months. and a half. And then for yeah, like a year and a half you didn't have any anxiety no. attacks or anything like that. And so then it was like all of a sudden, you know, yeah. Opened that part up again. So you could tell he was getting distant. Yeah, I could tell he was getting distant because it was really hard. I mean, I did get really depressed. I again I went to I had I went through four different therapists until I found the right one for me and that's when I discovered that I had obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD. And that was life changing to find a therapist that had. So the recovery work for that is called exposure response prevention. And basically you just get triggered and then you don't respond by being like. You show you, you show you, yourself so, stuff that scares you that yes. like. Like if you're scared of space, you stare at space like a video of space and then you just have to sit and be uncomfortable and not try to figure it out or not try to answer any questions of the universe. It's like you're just like, I don't know. And I am OK with that. Mm, OK. And mm-hmm. so that's basically what it is. But yeah, I discovered I had OCD or I experienced OCD. And so I went to therapy for that. Like I tried three different medications. One of them made me really, really, really depressed, like really depressed and and you're just like in a time where you're trying to figure I am doing it so out many yeah navigating like, it I'm journaling I'm doing so many things and I the whole time I did not I never wanted to get out of bed I was horrified like I would look at the sky and be like mortified like I would just I had a phobia of going out I had a phobia of so many things and I was like what is happening to me I am this is not like who I am yeah like, and but I couldn't stop it it's just like it it was impossible to stop so I read a lot of books also 
one book in particular is called The Day of Response. That book is like my Bible. I mean, I'm not replacing the Bible, but <laughs> that's like my anxiety Bible. Like I listen to that still sometimes just to remind myself of some tools that I can use. And yeah, so that's what those months looked like. It looked like taking cold showers, jumping in the freezing cool cold water, like trying to get out of my depression. And like I and looking back, it's because I and I, I don't know, I can't say for with certainty that I know all of these, like that he caused all of these things in me. But looking back when he was distant and I asked him, like, have you do you have thoughts of leaving me like that? And if you do, I understand like that you have those thoughts because your your brain is associating me with sadness because I am depressed, like and I am struggling right now. And you guys, it was only like I took that thing in December and he left me in April that is not a long time to wait for your spouse, your literal spouse that you promised to yeah. be with forever to just be like, oh, she didn't get better for months after something that she didn't ask for and that I right. gave to her, okay, bye. Yeah, It's no. like, oh, we didn't have sex for a month or a couple weeks and he's like, oh, sorry, I'm, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Wait, like, so what? when did you ask him that in the car? Like a month before he left, maybe so like So like March weeks. or something like that? Yeah. Okay, so you asked him and what did he say? He said, yeah, I he am. He said, yeah. Him. And he was like, and I was talking, I was just like basically being like, I just want you to know, like, I'm not mad at you for even thinking that. I'm just like very understanding of why you would feel that. But I'm like, it's also up to you. And again, he did not open up to me originally. I had to pry yeah. this out of him. Yeah. So it, it, that, it, that's so frustrating. I feel like a lot of women and men, whoever are in these kinds of relationships, it's like I the next person I'm with, I do not want to be their mom. Like I am not their mom anymore with their emotions. Like they have to know. Yeah. They have, have to, to be confident open. enough, yes. be open, like know what they need. He didn't know what he needs. And I'm not saying this, like I genuinely have no I'm not mad at him. Like I I have <laughs> thankfully I, I have processed. <laughs> <laughs> I have processed things, I think, in the best way that I could have. Like, and I just no longer feel any anger in my heart towards him. I had to let that go. And I'm understanding that he couldn't handle it. And that's, that's it. Like he was honest. He said I couldn't handle it and he left and that's not okay. And that's not good. And that he's not a bad person, but he made a very, very, very bad selfish decision. <laughs> yeah. Like that's yeah. just what it is. So that was in March that he said like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. And did he ever say anything like again to you about that before he literally did? No, like it, it was. Did you genuinely were you like, oh, wait, he might leave? Or were you just like, oh, I'm thankful that he's finally honest. Like, I know he won't leave, but yeah. he's just have. Yes. He's, OK, it that's like what you that because I'm just like, there's just no way that he would like leave me at, at this time in my life, too. Yeah, because it's it, and it's kind of frustrating. And I feel like I have a friend who's actually going through something similar. She just went through a divorce as well. And she's saying it doesn't feel good to tell people that you're a divorcee in the sense, especially when you're young, because you're like, oh, you know, you were just young and dumb and you didn't know what you're doing. And I'm like that, like the people think that we had like a loveless marriage. I'm like, no, no, no. At least from my end in the sense of what he showed me and like we were together 24 seven, like couples are, it's like, we had a lot of fun. We had, we laughed, we joked, we were very romantic. It's like, well, and that's we didn't have thing. a loveless marriage. That's yeah. what's so confusing and like, frustrating and frustrating for me. Not anymore, but at the time being like, what the F is going on? Like, am I yeah. missing something? Did you like, am I, am I the crazy one? That's why like we, even when I found all of this out and like, we'll get into that fateful day, but I was beyond shocked. Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I saw this coming. I was like, wait, 
what? Yeah. Like I was so shocked. No, obviously, I was that's kidding. like from the outside, like you know, outside perspective most of the time. But some, also, I feel like I have a good gut of like, oh, this couple, ooh, and then yeah. they break up or like a little bit later. But I would have literally never known. Like no. I would have been, I well, I would have been. I'm like, I was shocked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honey, 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 honey. Today's episode is sponsored by PayPal Honey. We're big honey gals over here. Honey has saved me a lot of money because I'm an online, if there's one thing about me, I'm an online shopper. I do that a lot. I feel like I rarely actually buy things in person. So it's so nice because thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. It's the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. It supports over 30,000 stores online. They have tech, gaming products, popular fashion brands, even food delivery. It's kind of like a no-brainer to download Honey, and it's one of those things where it's just a win-win situation. Like, you don't have to pay anything, and it's going to hopefully help save you money. It has saved me money on big purchases like my TV, um, my bed frame, and also little purchases like jewelry and clothes here and there. So I'm a big fan. My mom was talking about this makeup brand the other day and I was like, you need to get this like eyebrow product. And she was like, oh, okay, do you like have a code for it? And I was like, unfortunately, I do not. She's like, okay, that's fine. I have honey. And I was like, go off queen. Go off queen. Um, so this is how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you go to check out, the honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You just wait a few seconds as honey searches for coupons that it can find for that site. And if they find a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Sometimes it's shocking how much the prices drop. You can add Honey to your iPhone too. So you just enable it on Safari and you can find savings on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and you'll be supporting this podcast. We would never recommend something that we don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash what we said. That's joinhoney.com slash what we said. Go get it today. We're going to take a quick break to talk about Macy's, one of our favorite sponsors of this podcast. I was just listening to this other podcast about how important it is to make your home a sanctuary for yourself, to make your home, you know, feel safe and warm and just, you know, a reflection of you and what you like and something that brings you joy because you spend a lot of your time at your house. So if you're wanting to, you know, give your space a nice refresh, but you're not sure how to make it feel like you, then you need to check out Macy's. Okay. So they have soft textures. They got warm wood accents. They can, you know, bring a little countryside into your home. If you're into that, they have so many things for apartments as well. If you're like off to school or off making your, you know, own little studio apartment cute and feel like home again, they have got you covered. I'm literally on the website right now. They also have stuff to create your backyard escape or like patio furniture, which always feels very summery to me. You know, they have like striped decor, glassware, outdoor ovens. If you want to do like a pizza moment, um, they have just cute like pitchers for lemonade, stuff like that. So they've got the little stuff and also the big stuff because they also have a full on, you know, like actual furniture or just little accessories. So you can really find a bit of everything. I also have been in my era of making my house feel like a home. I'm not done yet, but it just feels so good to get little things hung on the wall. It just makes it feel so much more homey. So you can get you know, sage green dinnerware, warm and rustic decor, lush foliage, and cozy blankets and bedding, head on over to Macy's.com slash own your style. That's Macy's.com slash own your style. Check it out. Anyways, keep going. So 
that conversation in the car, the the same one where actually I think this was we talked twice basically about it because that's as much as I could get out from him. And again, but, I am also struggling so bad with just my own like mental I, I'm still disassociating all the time. And I'm not saying that lightly to people who are listening who also like disassociate. Like you can ask my therapist, like I'm I'm not just saying that lightly that it was very traumatic for me, like this whole experience. It's it's not light for me. And even though I joke around about it, it was like that was the darkest. I I understand suffering now to like the most agonizing degree. Yes. Yeah. And so I empathize with anyone who has any kind of disassociative disorders or, you know, DP, DR, OCD, like especially OCD, that is like the bane of my existence. And but I'll get into the hope part of that a little bit. But this is kind of where it was at, where I was like, I don't want to like, sorry to like trigger anyone, but I didn't want to be here anymore. I was like, this is not worth it. Like this is like if I'm going to feel no like this all the time, like what's the point? Yes. Kind of thing. But I just kept pushing through because I knew I had like like you and like my brothers and my family. And it's like, I just didn't want to hurt anyone. I have such an ugly crying voice. Everyone does. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Podcasters are very used or the listeners are very used to it. So that I'm like so grateful for my family, which I'll get into later too, of like how helpful. Like even you, honestly, on the day that I found out that he cheated, <laughs> but, but like Chelsea and Nick, like that whole day, like was the worst day of my life when I found out when he left me. But like my family was my rock through that. And even if I didn't tell anyone what was going on, just like my love for them and just I didn't want to make them feel like I didn't think they were worth living for. And so that is what I just still hold on to sometimes on like hard days. But anyway, so (laughs) anyway, so in that conversation, he goes, it's so selfish looking backwards like he was like yeah I was like just you know I'm trying so hard I'm trying so hard not to like have this mental health issue which is like I can't even do anything about it other than just try I didn't ask for it I don't like it like I don't like the suffering and he was like yeah it's a good thing you are because if you weren't I would have left by now the hatred in my blood. <laughs> okay, I uh, know not hatred, but like, I it's it's just interesting, like the the perspective of you versus like your family. Obviously, it's like when you're it's your family or their close friend. It's like we don't have the same. We weren't married to them, so we don't have the same like relationship. Yeah, it's you don't like, have the same love for them. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. You uh, like I just see this. So I do. I have like so much and like me and I have talked about this Rose. Like it's like so hard for us to forgive him. Like yeah. just so especially when you, you see someone you love like going through that and you know it's like dude, just man up or like why would you do these things to hurt like somebody that I love so much who like from my perspective doesn't deserve it in the least bit. Like who deserves it? Someone but who but tried, I will say, tries. like, even, you know, I mean, which I'm sure you think of now, and maybe this is, like, one of those annoying things that people say when you get divorced, which I can, like, there's certain things where it's, like, when people say this about infertility, you're just, like, I've heard that a million times, it's so annoying. So I don't yeah. know if this is one of those things, but I, it feels like even though he, yes, it was, like, selfish of him to be, like, oh, like, I would have left, and, like, and that he, the fact that he actually did, it's, like, so 
you know, you're looking at it when you're in the relationship as like, you're so selfish. Like you said, man up, like what? You're making the worst decision. But in hindsight, it's like you deserve someone who is an open would never say that who me. would never yes. say that to you, who would never think that of you, who would stick by you through thick and thin because you're going to do the same for them. And so it's like, this is a blessing at, yeah. at the end of the day. Like, oh, even though percent. it sucks and even though you think, you know, in the moment, it's like, what are you doing? It's yeah. like, well, I'm glad that this happened. No, literally. Yeah, like, glad it happened. Hate you for hurting her. Yeah, ask me three months ago, I would have been like, shut up. You don't know anything about my, <laughs> yeah. but like now, like that's how I know that I'm actually on the right path is like, I'm like, I, again, I don't have any hatred towards him. Like, but like the inner child, the inner something in me, there are damaged pieces that like, it'll come up to like my consciousness and I'll be like, okay, I understand why, you know, those kind of thoughts come up and why you don't feel like you've forgiven him all the way. But then it's like, I see him and then I just let them go and I don't attach to him. But like with that specifically, I'm like, I am now very, very grateful. Like I was almost mad at like, cause I'm very religious. Like I'm in the sense of more just like I, love God and I'm grateful that I was created and I have a relationship with him and I felt betrayed by him because I'm like why like what is the point of this like why did you do this to me yeah like it was more like he did it but I'm like like God didn't do that to me it was literally him like, yeah <laughs> you know what I mean it's yeah. like like but he that has took a while choices for me to yeah like kind of disconnect from that but looking back now I'm like I thank God every day for that because I'm like, I don't deserve that. And I don't think my ex-husband's a bad person. I just think he made very selfish decisions and that doesn't change that. But it doesn't mean that we can both now, like hopefully he actually is going to be a better person after this and realizes he needs to figure a lot of stuff out and needs to figure out what he needs. He needs to figure out a lot of things. And then I want him to like live a good, happy life, you know, and never ever do this to anyone ever again. Yeah. But- so back to the timeline of the story. Hopefully this is going to like make sense when people listen to it because I feel like it's all over the place. So I feel like That's hopefully fine. they're like, they're well, no, yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> like they would be confused if you kept to the storyline timeline. Yeah. Honestly. Okay, good. Yeah. So basically after I think it was more like in March is where we had these kind of more uncomfortable talks and. I again I didn't really get a sense that he would actually leave because I'm like you have those thoughts I would probably have those thoughts because it's like yeah it's easier to do that like it would be easy to just leave that's nice that you could just get up and leave my mental health issues yeah, you know right. what I mean but some of these things that you were doing were helping though a little bit weren't they oh, like it, you yeah. were starting to get a little bit better that's the thing I was about to get to that is like I was sorry <laughs> <laughs> no but yes. that's where I was leading to is like uh, this is where it gets this is where it gets juicy <laughs> But I was feeling, I wasn't feeling better. I was handling things better, I guess is a better word for it because I was still feeling absolutely horrendous. Learning to cope. I was learning to cope. I was learning to do it in a healthy way. I found my therapist, my OCD therapist. And like OCD is a very specific way of therapy. Like talk therapy is actually really bad for OCD. Fast forward to around April. Again, I am feeling better. We just went to my friend's I remember the wedding. day it was my birthday party. <laughs> Oh, shiz. I remember as well. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. We just went to my friend's, my best friend's wedding. I was like her maid of honor. And he was with me. We like had fun. Like I, but again, I'm not like, I'm not dumb. Like I could tell he was 
off off like i just yeah you know disconnected like especially when it's your husband yes Yes. but he was telling me that he was getting like i'm not going to go into much about his feelings because i don't want to like yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean i don't want to expose it but he was struggling obviously we both were but yeah but i just was like i just i just believed that we could get through this if we kept talking we would check in every day like i was very attentive to him as well and at least from my side, I don't know, maybe I wasn't enough in that sense, but like it is what it is and I tried and whatever. And then uh, I don't remember what day it is. Actually, wait, I do remember it's April 18th because wait. Oh, that's, that's my birthday. birthday. It was like oh, April, 20th. April 18th is when he downloaded Bumble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On my birthday. Cool. No, it's April, April 20th. 20th. Yeah, 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 I do remember because it was a Wednesday. Yeah, me and JC were in a cabana. We were <laughs> ordering drinks. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, so at this point in my recovery, I was feeling good. Like, I wasn't on medication. Sorry, I wasn't on medication at this point because I had tried and none of them were helping. They were just making me worse. So I was like, I'm just going to keep doing really intense therapy. I was going twice a week for like an hour and a half, like, now I'm down to 30 minutes a week. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Woo, we love that. I was really, really proud of myself. I wasn't spiraling as dark as I would, like every second of every day. And so I was excited. I was excited to get back to like normal, I guess, life. I say normal, but just life feeling not horrible. And yes, yeah, so we went to the wedding. And then the next week, or I think it was two weeks later or something, it was a Wednesday afternoon. I went over to my friend Navy's house. So shout out Navy. I was at Navy's house. I was just working. And then he texted me like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. I was like, okay. Were, when you got that text, I hate Did your heart texts. drop into your butt? No, because I was just, I was also in work mode. So I'm just like, okay, business. Like, you know, I just wasn't like. Oh, when someone texts text. me, I need to talk to you about something like. Oh. But it's also your husband, so it's like I I just didn't think like oh this is a breakup. It's like if right. it was my boyfriend, yeah, I'd be true. like this is over. But it's right. like a yeah, husband, yeah, so I'm yeah. like true. No, I just I don't know. Maybe he's struggling right now. So I went over back to the house, and I will mention this because I don't want to be petty, but I do want to be specific <laughs> with what he did. There is only like a one hour window in my house where nobody's home. Well, you were living with your family. My, yes. I don't know oh, if yeah. we've talked about. Sorry, that. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't think I clarified. I was we were living with my parents at the time. My two, both my brothers lived there, my older brother, my younger brother, and then us and my parents. Which was his idea, by the way. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> so he's like, just reminding him that he was the one that was pushing to move there, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he planned he it, but. He was plotting his escape. Yeah. Yeah, so I get there, and yeah, there's only one hour window where no one's home except for me. And he came home from work early also, because he was like, hey, I'm home from work. Oh, that's what he said. He said, hey, I'm home from work early. Like, I need to talk to you about something. And I was like, okay. And I got home and he, I, his thing, I don't get triggered. Like I don't get sad anymore. I just like feel eh. like just thinking about that just makes me feel yucky. Cause it was like definitely the worst, the worst day of my life by far. But he came down the stairs, like he was sweaty, pale, like he was like breathing really heavy. He looked frantic. And I was like, he is manic, like something is really wrong. So I was like comforting him. I'm like, hey, like, are you okay? Let's sit down. Let's sit down. Like, let's let's talk. Let's what what's going on? You can tell me anything. Blah blah. And he just says, he looks at me barely for like one second. And he goes, I can't do this anymore. And then I'm like, that's when my heart drops. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I didn't say it like that because I'm like, wait, what? 
yeah, you're like, you hate your job. Like, yeah. yeah. And so he's like, no, I can't be, I can't like do this. Like, I can't, I don't, I can't be married to you anymore. And then that's when I literally fell to my knees on the floor. I, it's, that's hard like to describe. Sickening. That's yes. like, it's like sickening. That's like, it makes me feel sick yes. right now. It's like, it was it. shock. Like, I literally went into 100% shock where I was like, this is not. And it's associated again. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> well, this can't also, be real. let's mention like that one of like your most intrusive thoughts. Like, you have all these thoughts that your therapist's like, those will never happen. You're like, I'm scared like the people I love will leave me. And she's like, don't worry. Well, that's the thing is actually, that is what's helpful though is ERP. It's like, they actually don't ever say that. It's like, oh, no, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Yeah. It's like, you, that's what the yeah, point yeah. is. You have to live with the uncertainty, but normal, like, not ERP, like OCD yeah. therapists are like that. They're like, yeah, but that's very not likely. Blah, yeah. Blah. yeah. Which, you know, it's not, but unfortunately nowadays it's <laughs> yeah. getting more and more likely. So, yeah. Yeah. So it, I dropped. I obviously was shook to my core. Like, I, it's, I can't even describe the feeling. It just was just a disgusting feeling. And, but the way he did it, the way he was acting, it just made it worse. It's not like we had worked on things. It just was like, it got hard and he left. Like, that's, yeah. And that's not to like minimize his experience because I'm sure he was struggling in his own way, but, that's not my problem to fix my it's do you know what I mean yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. there's only so much there, I can like do like that conversation in my head I don't want to say should because again things just happen as they as they're supposed to happen whatever normally as they do but it's like that conversation should have been like I'm struggling so much I can't do this how it's currently going yes. we need to like yeah I'm gonna start, can we do therapy this week like yeah. I can't you know what I mean it, it's it should, not it should be a longer or normally it's a longer process yes yes it's like okay it's Things not like are the starting first to crumble. Time. We're on the rocks. No. Let's take a break. Okay, now we're done. Yeah. It was like zero to 100. Yeah. So shocking. It, well, that's the thing. It was just shocking. It wasn't like, it was like we were running back and forth and I was like, okay, I made my decision. Probably in your gut too was like, oh, he's not like, I'm just taking a break. He's like, we're done. Like, he's like, yeah. I'm. There was a feeling that was like just pure Sick. loneliness, pure like, Sicko. what the F is going on? Like betrayal as well. Yes, 100% betrayal. That is like the perfect word of how it felt for a long time. And so <laughs> 10 minutes later, he was gone basically. So why after he said that, I was just like, I oh, don't worry, kidding. Abby helped him pack. Abby held the door open for him. Yeah, I literally don't know why I did that, but I don't <laughs> regret it, honestly, because that's, I mean, I don't want to say that's just who I am, but like that's, it is. I was so thinking about him. Like, I was like, he's not okay. He needs help. And so I didn't care that he just abandoned me, like, when I needed him most. Obviously, I didn't need him most because I'm so much better without him now looking back. But yeah, like, I was begging for him not to leave. I'm like, you're literally just going to give up on a two and a half year long marriage. Like, you're really just walking out. And gosh, reliving this is actually. Sorry, so Bad. like so this triggering. is horrifying. We're like, we're like keep no. going. We're like, give us the tea. Give us the like, juice. Stop crying. We want to hear. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's it's. I think like, whenever you cry over things, it's therapeutic in a way. That's like, yeah, it's good. I'm gonna have to unfortunately probably relive this a couple of times in my life again. Not full blown. It's like it's not. I don't have it. This is not gonna give me lasting effects of being. But yes, this podcast <laughs> is very healing for everybody. <laughs> uh, no, it's just like I can just easily feel that girl that was like begging for her husband not to walk out on her. And the thing is, is I had a therapist appointment in like 10 minutes, like from when he left. So perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. Literally he was still packing when I went on, on to my therapist call because I'm like, my husband just left me and she was like, ah, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to keep cool. She's like, 
okay thought she was just saying yeah. that was an intrusive thought no Turns out she actually it was her gut awesome <laughs> yeah. her intuition amazing yeah. oh, that's my biggest fear <laughs> yeah that i mean that 10 minutes just looked like a blur it was of how did he get all this stuff in 10 minutes he was already packing this man was packing like the speed of light what do you mean he's already packing oh i missed he had know, already packed prior part of this yes so like he, he was fully planning early and he had packed like half Why? the stuff. He only had a couple of clothes. He had to grab his VR. He had to grab a bunch of really important things when he yeah, was saving his life. Yeah, super important. Um, the VR, he had to charge it days before. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. He was legitimately asking me. Okay, actually, I'm going to get to this part because I forgot to mention this, but like a week and a half, to I think it was around two weeks before he left me that day, we just bought a car together and he put it in. It was an, under my name, but he was asking to like, oh, we should put it under my name. And I was like, well, I have better credit. Like you can't even use yours, whatever. And anyway, so it went under my name, but he was like freaking out about that. I'm like, why is it a big deal? Now looking back, I'm like, so you have been actually planning this for weeks and you didn't even tell me about it. Like that's because he was like, well, I need to have this car in my name because I yes. don't want your name on it. If that I'm is so disgusting. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. where it's like the yes, lack there, of communication. Yes, there are two sides to every story, but you it, you've got to communicate. Like, I mean, yes. not that he's like should communicate him leaving two weeks prior, but it's like. Is just planning this because he wants to just like walk away from it and not have those uncomfortable Mm -hmm. conversations. It's like, come on. Yeah, he's a king of not that, not doing that. (laughs) Go off, king. (laughs) So I also was one that put the down payment on the car. Amazing. Um, Like, again, again, it's like even him letting you do that to me is disgusting. No, it's things like that. Like, so many things started clicking in my head where I'm like, I cannot believe that he did that. You're taking advantage of someone. Like, it's, it's, dishonest and he didn't even see it that way like the thing is like oh i have so many things i want to say and i will hold back because of the podcast but just know i have so many thoughts and little details that i'm just like i'm just like no i'm sorry yeah we can can go into the details i just feel like it's hard to it's hard to pack this into like an hour because i'm like there's just so many like small things that i keep remembering i'm like oh my gosh but well, we need to get to we need to get to. It's the already good been part an, over an hour, by the way. <gasps> oh, you're oh, kidding! Shiz. Oh, shiz. So oh. I mean, it's fine. We we love it. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. You know, we're talking a lot about mental health in this episode and therapy. So you know, with your car, let's talk about your car. You would take care such good care of your car, especially if you had to keep the same one your entire life, and that's how our brains work. So we got to treat them that same way, and a great way to help your mental health, your brain, if you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed, anything is going to therapy and talking things out with a licensed professional. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, if you're not in the mood. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours And you also don't have to like sit in a waiting room and have like, you know, you have to drive somewhere, have the awkward waiting around, waiting until you can go into the therapy office. Like it's very easy, concise, and can be done from the comfort of your own home, which I personally think is a great vibe, you know, especially if you're just not, if you're new to therapy and you're not wanting it to like take this massive part of your day, you just want something quick. It's awesome. Therapy has helped me tremendously and a lot of people I know personally, therapy has been like game changing for them to help them with different areas of their life, whether it be family issues, whether it be sleep, you know, anxiety, depression, you're going through big life changes, anything like that. It's really important to reach out and ask for help if you need it. 
Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash what we said. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash what we said. Go check it out. I love me a good mobile game, and that's why I'm going to tell you guys about Best Fiends, one of the sponsors of today's episode. Best Fiends is free to download, fun little game, and yes, it's Best Fiends. That's uh, friends without the R. And they just have the cutest little animals. You play tons of levels. It's a little puzzle game, okay, that you can help nourish your brain maybe while you're on a flight maybe while you're in the waiting room somewhere best fiends is going to be your best friend you know happiness doesn't always have to come from within sometimes it's fun to have a little external accomplishment like getting to a certain level you can literally get i think i got to level 50 in one sitting like you can go through the levels super fast it's a great distraction you know we're talking about in this episode sometimes you just need a happy little distraction in your life I also like uh, little like puzzle games and stuff on my phone for plane rides when you don't have access to internet it's just kind of nice to have a little game once you download best fiends you can play anywhere which is great if you're stuck without Wi-Fi. Like I said, you can collect tons of fiends that get powered up as you play more levels. Every win brings new challenges and there are thousands of puzzles to play. There are new in-game events that are added all the time. So, you know, if you're looking for some some wholesome fun, go check it out. Download Best Fiends for free from the App Store or Google Play. Plus, earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level 5 which is very easy. That's friends without the R best fiends. Go check it out. Well, we need to get to the Nancy Drew part of it all because that part is right. So but good let too. me finish the financial. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Taking it. But anyway, like, yeah, he left. Can I tell my story, please? <laughs> Classic sisters. Uh, she's like, actually get to the part where I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, remember when I did that? Abby? <laughs> Uh, no, but at the same time I paid for the car, I paid for his tax debt. I paid for his, no, I paid blah, off blah, his blah, blah, school. Blah, blah. And that comes into play later when he goes, this is a text that he sent me also after we were, he already left and everything. Just as a side note, when he was like, I thought we were a teammate paying me through school and now you're going to ask for it back. I'm like, I thought we were a team getting through anything together. Yeah, I, I also thought we were don't a team. Don't pull the team thing on me. That is like well, so hypocritical. That wait, is, you're dumb. Hold on. He <laughs> said, he said, oh, I, I have no words no, for this. No, it's on. like, doesn't make sense. He said, I Let can't believe you're asking because like she said, like, you a, can't understand it. <laughs> you can't understand him. Don't ruminate. She basically was saying all these things after the divorce, kind of like, or after the- He left. We were yeah. talking about settlement. Yeah. Is like when this Paying came back, because she's kind of like, can you pay me back for some of these things I paid for like a month ago? When you Not knew. years ago, like a month ago. Like okay. when you probably- Not even a month ago. Leaving. Two weeks ago. Like two, two, two and, and a half ago. weeks. And he's like, wait, okay. what? Like, why are you asking for that back? I thought we were a team, like paying me Trying to make school. me feel bad? Absolutely not. No. Wait, that boils my blood. Yeah. It's like, is he either dumb or the like- most manipulative person. I think he's. You think sorry. You think it's the first. If his family's listening, but I'm not sorry. He's dumb. You think it's he the first dumb. one? Yeah, I, I genuinely do. Like, he he genuinely doesn't see a problem with that. He's like being serious. Like, why I, I just think pay so. For Unless it? he is he a brilliant mastermind, I think he just does not like understand. He does not think. Like oh he doesn't gosh. think. No, it's it's actually shocking. He would say so many things to that, and honestly, like I will say, if anyone has been through something similar. I, I'm not like I didn't notice all things at the time like when, even when he texted me that I like oh I kind of do feel bad like maybe and then like Chelsea or someone would read him they'd be like and they would point <laughs> no. out I'm like wait what the actual oh my gosh yeah. you're right like so I'm just like for it. it's okay if you kind of fall yes. for it because 
that they don't have the same relationship with that person as you did. They were your actual spouse. Like right, they're your everything at one yes. point. So it's like you just trust them. You love them. It's so you don't hard think to, they're going to do that to you. Right. Okay, so here we get to the, the juicy part. So after he left, he packs. Also, this is this is what Chelsea said about helping him pack is, I was like, do you want me to like help like take the stuff to your car? Like, do you need any help like putting the stuff in your car? Because again, he wasn't like, I want a divorce. He never said that. He was more just like, I just need, like, I don't Time. know what I need. Like, I just need to go. Okay. And so I wasn't 100% sure if like he just needed space or like he was done. Like he wanted a divorce. I needed him to say I am done with the marriage. I want to get a divorce. Right. Because it's not a breakup. Like, he can't just be like, I can't do this anymore and leave and maybe like, okay, bye. It's like, yeah. yeah, we are married. We have things under our names together. Right. I need to know if you want a Did you ask divorce. him that in that I conversation? I was asking him, but he was not giving me a, like a, an, answer. an answer. He was just like, well, like he, it's like he couldn't say it to know, my I face. I don't know. I don't know. But he could say it oh, an hour text. later when he texted me and literally was like, this breaks my heart, but I just can't be married to anymore like I can't handle this like oh he says I can't handle your mental illness your mental illness is too much for me to handle yeah it's like you no. you 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 did this you did this it's like that he was saying that like, and the he thing didn't is it's frustrating it. because I'm extremely understanding so I'm like at the time I'm like you know I probably was too hard to be married to like that's how I was thinking and now that I look back I'm like it does not it literally does not matter if I was depressed for well, an entire and I year think that people was still like, stick through that because I, I they think believe that was like the hardest thing like for me and my mom too like and anybody who loves you it's like when when you're going through this and we see how like it's affecting you and you're starting to feel like oh my gosh my biggest fear is being a burden and feeling like crazy and now I'm so crazy that my husband left me and said it's be literally the only reason yes. he said it is because of your mental illness. So you're like, wow, I'm that crazy. And all the rest of us are like, no, you're not. Like you are literally not a burden. Like that. Yeah. The, so we were just mad that he made you feel like that. That it was like, no, he's like doing that. To Doubling you. down yeah. on something that you're already feeling insecure, insecure about. about. Yeah. yeah. No. So. Basically, after that, he, yeah, I mean, I, I was calling him. I was texting him. I was like, hey, like, you, I need to know when if he was you driving want a divorce. Which, yeah. by the way, he was driving home, right? Like, he was going to his parents. But that's what I, in that's a what he told state. me. But I think he went to his aunt's house, which lived, like, which they lived in Arizona, which is where we were. Okay. And so he went to his aunt's house first, I think. But that's where he was driving. Like, I only yeah. know that because of timestamps on Tinder, say it was in Phoenix or something. So. Goodbye. Yeah, he, he basically left in the middle of the day didn't talk to you and he what? left in the car that i literally just bought yeah. for us like packed up no it's it's, so he was stupid. asking me where the vr was like a week and a half before he had me fix the hood of the car because there's something wrong with it so it's like this is weeks before so it's like it's literally premeditated yeah it's so it's, disgusting it's, seriously that is it's like creepy to me yes. that like that's what he was thinking about when i'm like i don't know yeah. like trying to even like I don't know if this is like too exclusive, but like trying to be intimate and stuff. It's like that's what he was thinking. It just no, like, that's no. so it's betrayal yeah. on the to the worst yeah. degree. Even yeah. even just like kissing you or doing anything. Yes. It's like while you're thinking those thoughts and you're planning that. No. Yeah. It is. It's like, yeah. Looking back, I just feel bad for him. I mean, like I feel bad for the girl that was getting abandoned. But I also just feel worse for him now looking back because I'm like, he just doesn't know how to do hard things and to stick with it and like if you go through yeah, something that hard and dark together and you get through it and you're better you we would have been more in love we would have been closer we would have been like right. do you know what I mean mm -hmm. and it's like that's just what like life is and you have to go through that with your partner and it's way more rewarding it's like yeah. you can't control it was like he saw uh, like my mental health as like his enemy and like or he saw me 
and my mental health as his enemy rather than us saying mental health. Yeah, where's that us where's saying, that team energy now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were a team. Yeah. It was like me against him rather yeah. than us against the problem. Exactly. Like, and that's how I feel like he thought about it in his head. Anyway, so yeah, I was texting, calling, trying to figure out like. No, he really just saw how you looked horse. at BTS when we went to the concert. He's yeah. like, I'll he knew there up. was. He I'll saw me looking at Jungkook. He said, I can't live up to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so he wasn't answering, right? No, he wasn't answering. I And my mom, I obviously called my mom and I was like, left me and like everyone was shocked. I, I felt like bad telling people because I was like, this I don't. This going I'm to sorry. shake their world. Yes, exactly. Like this. Oh, that reminds me of something else he said. He said <laughs> in the text, in the breakup, high school breakup text, he said, I don't want anyone else to get involved with this. Yeah, like, I don't want to talk to your family. Because we were like calling him, but, like trying to figure out where Abby was when she wasn't answering for a little bit. Like, and I was and like, answer. I don't know if I have to say it's triggering, but I was, I did go through like suicidal ideation. Like not I, that day, but like before that. Before that. So it's like your family's it's worried so in general. Yes, yes. And so no one like I wasn't answering my phone because I was in shock. I jumped on my therapy call. I was just having her help me not like. Yeah. So he leaves. The so this is also in this situation. Another thing. It's like he leaves. My mom calls me. Abby just texted me. Now she's not answering her phone. She's not answering. Like, yes. After we've just been like, I'm freaking out. I'm literally like literally freaking out trying to call Abby she's not answering because I guess she's on her therapy call but and so I try and call him to answer the phone and he's not answering and I'm like the, just have the decency I don't care what happened just tell me she's okay just like that's the thing at least man up and own it what you're doing because he's yeah, still he really to like get away with no yes. repercussions like be unscathed yes yes oh my gosh that's so annoying well and it's like I don't want anyone to get involved like let's just let's just end and it's like it's no. so selfish you live with my family like yes, yes other mm-hmm. people are involved you would literally call my little brothers like they're your own little brothers you always want little brothers it's like that's that's not light to me that's no. like that's everything to me and you are just taking a poop on it like yes you're just like oh i don't i don't i'm like of course you don't because you are a villain in everyone's story in my family yeah. and i'm sorry that is the reality i don't care if you're actually a villain you were a villain to me and my family. And yeah. that's traumatic for not only me, but for everyone, everyone else. Like never go against the family. <laughs> and that's, yeah. and there are consequences to your actions, exactly. which he does not want to face. No, 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 no. It would be too yeah. hard, you know? So fast forward that night, I literally got no sleep. I would, I would wake up every 10 minutes. No, because you're also in, in the bed that you guys slept in together last night. Well, I didn't night. sleep in that bed. Oh, there was yeah. no freaking way. <laughs> I'm like, I did hold his jacket and. Yeah, wait, no, wait. the closet was cleared out. He did not leave a thing. When did he reply with that like divorce text where he's like, I can't be married After to you? my mom called his mom, everyone was calling his parents, calling him like no one was answering. Like the thing is his parents, like I feel betrayed by his whole family. It's not just him. It's like they when they abandoned our, like in like our religion and my religion, like you, when you get married to someone, you get sealed and that just means because we believe in an afterlife, so you're sealed to their family, like you're they're your family for Ever. you know forever. And so I don't take that lightly. And that they were my family, and so that being ripped away from me, and them not even caring to reach out, like his mom not reaching out to me or his dad not reaching out to me when their son literally cheated on me, and like just did what he did to me and acts like everything's fine and we should just be friends and move on. It's like. No. That's so that hurts me so much, yeah. and they still haven't reached out. And I'm That's like, it makes me sick. You have, I'm like, like nieces and nephews on I'm that understanding side too. too. I don't need them to reach out and be like, our son is an idiot. We yeah. hate him. It's like yeah. I just want you to be like, I'm so sorry about this. Like, 
And I we hope love you. you do well. We yeah. love you. We cared about you. Bare minimum. Bar yes. is on the ground. Yes. Yeah, bar is I'm like, low ground. I'm not shocked that like, I mean, I'm being honest. Like this is, I'm not trying to be mean to his family, but if that's how his family acts in these kind of situations, I don't want to be a part of that family no. anyways. I don't want them to be around my kids if no. they can't handle hard things. Like totally. They can't have hard conversations. They can't send a text that's empathetic to someone. It's like, I am a person. I'm not just his ex-wife. Like, yeah, his totally. crazy anxiety ex-wife. Yeah. Like, that's so annoying. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, <laughs> I get I'm like, to. like, the Nancy Drew part. Where I... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, there is. There's just so much to unpack. But yeah, the whole night, obviously, like, he just sent one text after we were calling. We were getting a reply. And he was just, it was almost like I was annoying for asking. That's how that's how the text made me feel is like, like, all right, fine. Didn't, just yes. let me shut you up. Like, yep, we're getting we're no. Yes. Married. Like I was so annoying for and the thing is, it's not like I called him 50 times. I called him twice. No, Abby was being so like, OK, she was being so mature about everything. If this had happened to me, I would be like a flamethrower. Like I would be calling a million. I'm not kidding. I'd call a million times like yeah. nonstop texting, like literally tracking his location, following him like. Because that's such a huge deal. And Abby like was just taking it so maturely and like calling him like just periodically to be like, okay, like I just want to make sure he's okay. Like was that's actually still like caring about Beyond him. Me. I thought he was, he looked manic when he left. Right. And so I texted his mom and I was like, hey, you don't have to talk to me about anything right now, but I just want to know that he is okay because I don't, I don't know where he is. I don't know what's going on. He is still my husband. And yeah, yeah. And I just, worried. can you just tell me when he gets home and that he's okay? And she just sent a text saying he is safe with the heart it just was like okay thanks like i don't know what the heart means i try to read into it i'm like is she saying i'm sorry is that her way of saying i'm sorry for my son's actions or like it just was like a weird thing but that's that's basically all i got from him for a couple days is that text and then i immediately flew to chelsea and nick's place yeah and i just wanted to hold case you know (laughs) and no but chelsea is like obviously my only sister and like i just didn't want to do that with anyone else but her so like and I'm like, I don't want to burden anyone else with her at that time of my life. <laughs> I'm here to be the sugar daddy uh, and to be the, the shoulder to cry on and the wrath. Uh, yeah, I'd, but yeah, we flew. Like, I think it was the next morning. I got no sleep. I'd wake up and I would just cry and be in shock all over again. Like, I was freezing cold because I was just literally in shock. And I'd wake up and be like, this is not real. This is not my life. Like, what is going on? That is, so it's like a bad dream. Yeah, it's horrible. And then I just remember getting off the plane and then seeing Chelsea and just being like, this is real and then everything just all came back and then I I remember we were sobbing and then it was just like I think Nick got me flowers or something you guys pick up flowers I'm like why did like it was the small things that people did that I was like oh people actually so love me like I'm so lovable and again this is like one of those plane rides where you see people in the airport and they're sobbing and you're like this is not a fun plane ride or like this is not a fun departure arrival like they're going through it and so many people would just like pat my back or they'd be like you know, I don't know what's going on, but it's okay in the airport. And it just like, dude, at times in your life where you feel so dark, that is so helpful. Like, that it just is shows you, you like there's good in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But this guy sits next to me and I'm like literally crying in a corner. Like I cannot <laughs> control it. I'm like, I literally don't come crazy. Look, I am. This is a horrible. Day. I feel like everyone has one of those like air airplane rides in their life where they're just like, sorry. Unconsolable. Like I do not care if I'm crying, getting snow yeah. all over the handle that we're sharing. I'm, I don't care. But he literally, like, you know how they give you napkins for, like, the cups? Yeah. He sees that I'm crying, and I'm like, I have, like, this snot, and it's, like, like, like this snot, like, tissue that's, like, you know when you use it too much? Yes. It's, like, literally. Literally it's, disintegrating. <laughs> yeah, it's disintegrating. <laughs> 
and he just taps my shoulder and then he hands me the napkin starts like, sobbing his more. napkin Aww. i'm like i literally was like thank you and i like just started crying more because i'm like it's just those things i like still hold on to i'm like that was just like yeah people don't have to do that and they do and it's just like that was that meant everything to me like i'm gonna find him and thank him no literally (laughs) bbg girls they can do it yeah me sobbing the most about the napkin (laughs) abby's like he left me don't call (laughs) he's handed me a napkin (laughs) he handed me my time jason's like okay (laughs) like he handed me a napkin oh my gosh oh my gosh no but it's always the smallest thing yeah and it's just with strangers but I'm like, cool, and a stranger is nicer to me than my husband. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, so we went back basically to Chelsea's place. And then from then that point on, I think honestly, the most helpful thing I will say, like if you know someone that is hopefully not going through something similar, but it happens all the time. So like it was so helpful that Chelsea, I think Chelsea is like so she is just someone I want to be with because she's very emotionally aware and she's not. <laughs> I mean, obviously you're biased a little bit, oh, but yeah. like at, <laughs> very biased. But it's like you weren't you didn't have to control the situation for me. You were like, I'll follow your lead. And that was like, yeah, I was like, if you want to that, that was everything. I'm like, that is all I want. I'm like, I don't want oh, you to trash course. him because I still obviously he's my husband still. And I don't even really know what's going on. But at the same time, I'll, like all of a sudden I'd be like, I'm going to burn his house down. Like <laughs> and she's like, I'll follow your lead. Whatever you do, like, we'll I'll go with it. I know. I was like, if you want to go, like, just literally distract from your feelings all day, like, we can go have the funnest day ever, or we can, like, sit on the couch and cry. And I was, like, kind of like, oh, if this was me, I'd probably just, like, go distract and, like, you know, want to go to the beach or, like, just do fun things all day. And Abby's like, honestly, like, today I probably just want to, like, be with my emotions. And I'm like, oh, when you're so emotionally mature. (laughs) Me and Nick are like, let's go. I guess you might watch a bunch of BTS videos or something. I'm like, literally escapism. But I will say, like, you handled it so well. Me and Nick would always be like, she is handling this so well. And not like, oh, maybe she just didn't love him. Like, she's just handling it so maturely. Yeah. It was you were handling your emotions so well. You were handling your sadness. Like, you were allowing yourself to be, like, so sad. And, like, you would talk through it. Like, you know, if something came up, you would talk through it, cry. And then five minutes later, you'd be like, okay. Like, you just – when you let the emotion come up and you actually give it space to be felt, mm-hmm. it goes away much faster. And so we yeah. were, like, watching you kind of – again, like go through these waves of like, okay, I feel fine. Let's, you know, go on a walk or like, okay, I feel really, really sad. Like I just kind of want to be alone or something like that. It was like so inspiring. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy roller coaster. Like I, you know, when I was on the call with my therapist immediately after like this thing, you guys, this is the thing when, okay. When my husband left like that day, cause like I said, I was on, I literally jumped on my therapy call when he was still finishing packing. And he peeked his door, like his head into the door of like when I was having my therapy. And he's like, okay, I'm leaving. Love you. Bye. Like, off so to work. he was off to work. <laughs> so casual. Yeah. And so I'm like, no wonder I was so confused when he left. I'm like, what is going on? You're like, like okay, that's not the way you are going to like, because you never saw him again. Right? No. no. Until I FaceTimed him. But it was like a two second conversation. Well, and, and still not even in person. Yeah. So it's like, that is legitimately... That was your last time saying Yes. I, d- I woke up and it was like a that is like kiss, s- good, goodbye, you know, for work. And then like then that's a couple spooky. hours later, that's what happened. Spooky that's vibes. Spooky. We should invite yeah. him on no for a Halloween episode. Honestly. <laughs> He's the spookiest man I've ever heard of. <laughs> Literally. Oh, yeah. And so that was like, uh, it's hard to describe the amount of ups and downs that I had, but it was just like something just Processing. took over. Yeah, it was a it crazy process. It was so processing. weird to like, wa- like it was so weird. <laughs> 
No, it was just so interesting to watch someone process something like grief like that. Like where it yeah. was like, and yeah, it's like, while you want to just be like, it'll be better. Like me and Nick kept to each other being like, it's going to be okay. Like, <laughs> like trying to tell ourselves like, you know, so she's going to be so much better for it. But you, and you want to tell them that because you don't want them to be hurting. You yeah. want to like fix it for them automatically. You just want to go but away. yeah, like you just have to let people like feel things. It yeah. sucks. Like, especially when you can't, do anything can't do anything i'm like it was much harder for me than it was for you <laughs> like i had a really hard time when i came over and like is this you- the part where i get to talk about it <laughs> anyways well, i've had a rough couple months we really this is i know we so let's long. get into the tinder and stuff yeah because so yeah after a couple days of like processing i still haven't really heard anything from him nick i remember nick came in and he was like well like have you checked his like his like, can you get into his Gmail account? Because or he hadn't talked to her. He hadn't said like One where thing. he was even necessarily. We just knew he was safe. And yeah. so Nick was like, well, you know, you can like check his location if you have his like email. Yeah. So, so that really that, set off. Yeah, that off. really, that really, you know, that came in handy because I would have never, he would have never, I totally believe he would have never told me that he was talking to other girls online ever. I just don't believe that because even when I confronted him about it, he denied it until I showed him proof. And then he was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Like. And then later on, when I talked to him, like a couple days later, he was even like, I didn't cheat on you. I'm like, that's just because you didn't have sex with anyone. And also, how am I not, how am I supposed to believe you? Because yeah. you lied to me about literally that's, a billion things. Right. So like you could have, and I I can't believe anything that you say. So don't try to make me feel dumb for not believing you after you've lied to me a thousand yes. times. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not stupid. No. So yeah, basically, I don't, it was kind of all a blur. I just really got into my Nancy Drew we went full Hacking detective skills. FBI agent mode and somehow got into his email, got into yeah, so which wasn't this, hard, by the way. This is no, he has the same password. I would say it online, but I don't I don't I don't want to say it. Yeah. But I I do. <laughs> you could probably still hack into his Tinder. It probably is the same password. But he I okay, I think this is the I think this is a series of hacking that we did. We got into his Gmail. From his Gmail we got into he had two Yahoo. Allegedly emails. we did this. Allegedly. Allegedly. It's fine. The judge is—he'll sign the divorce papers. <laughs> yeah, we got into his Gmail. Also, his Gmail's already pulled up in my laptop. The thing he would—he would use my laptop for school, so it was very easy to get into that email. So I'm like, you know, you're if you you're gonna cheat, at least be smart. So it's like, yeah. ooh, you know, a cool cheater. Don't be like a dumb <laughs> cheater. Yeah. So yeah, he—I got into his email. From there, I got into—I think I got his into Instagram. His, no, no, no. From there, I got into his his Yahoo email and oh. then from his because that's one that he used I knew he used that the most from there I got into his Facebook from Facebook I got into his Instagram <laughs> from Instagram I got into his Tinder and also from Facebook I got into his Bumble and so but also weren't there like emails that were like you signed up for Bumble that's <laughs> yeah, kind of that's how we knew yeah because we saw like on I, I just saw on the 20th is when he left that that, that looked like well, we had like this moment of like we we got into his email and we were like, okay, this is the moment we can like my, find guys. Because- my heart was pounding so fast. Yes, because we're like, there's got all of us were like, there's got to be something. He just I was left also out like, there's nowhere. no way he cheated. There's no way because you just don't think you're gonna get cheated on because it's like that doesn't that happens to other people. That's not gonna happen to me. Yeah. So we like scroll down, and all of a sudden we see like something from Bumble. <gasps> oh, makes me feel sick when it's like, and we're you like, have four <gasps> new matches on Tinder. Yeah, it was like, welcome to Bumble or something. And me and Abby were like. <gasps> And no. Abby goes, no, 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 that must be an old notification. And we're like, okay, we click on it and we like, scroll hey, down. Yeah, and it's like, thank you for activating Bumble. You have four new matches. And we were like. Which, to clarify, that means he was swiping. That's the thing. Yes. It's like. 
you were he already was swiping. On the thing swiping. It's like ew. Yeah. And that was days before he left you. And th- there's obviously yeah. a date on the email, and it was Monday, and he left on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, the, it was on the 18th. I don't remember if it was Tinder or Bumble that he downloaded on the 18th, but he downloaded both. No, of it was them. Tinder on the 18th. Yeah. I remember because he was actually in Utah, or he was yeah with his friends and family in another state. Can I say like where he like in Utah? Am I allowed say to say in that? Utah? I mean, yeah. You could say whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, his address is <laughs> – no, but he was in Utah with his family and his friends. And later he was like, yeah, I mean, I'm just like, it, it wasn't my fault. My friends downloaded Tinder. You have the stuff. worst friends I'm like, in the world. That means you're so stupid because even if your friends did download it, you don't have to go along with it. You are a man. You can make your own And that decisions. means you're telling and them – And that means you're telling your friends that you're leaving your wife before you even told your wife that you are like seriously thinking, considering leaving me. Thinking about it? Like yes. he thinks that that's boy. like – Yeah, no, he thinks that that's Teenager. getting – he thinks that makes him look better and it makes yeah. him look so, so, much, so worse. much worse. It's like, oh, so you just go go with the wind, whatever your friends do. You're like, oh, yep, I have to do that. Now I have to be swiping. Oh, my friends made me. Yes. Like, it's, okay, so you don't have a backbone? Yeah, exactly. Even more embarrassing. No, and I don't know what he told his family. Like, I, I just have no idea at this point. But yeah, so that allowed me to definitely see that he did cheat, which kind of took me a second to process. But we do have a picture of me processing that JC did took <laughs> I did take, take for us. I did yeah. I did capture the moment. Hashtag JC Marie photography. We have a hilarious video we're gonna post on our story because we were still doing detective work. JC came over and we were like going through all these things, like reading all these things and like finding out the days that he had downloaded them. Yes. And we literally have on video the moment we found out he was like messaging girls. The like day, yeah. before Monday. he even yeah. Yeah. he cheated. Which either way, it's like even if he left you on the 20th and then downloaded it, either still, way, still yeah, you're still married, dude. And you told her four it's hours no, prior. There is no respect for like no it, our whole marriage. Well, and he's like, and it's like, oh, I didn't cheat. I didn't. That's not cheating. It's like. And also, you could have waited a while and not been considered a cheater. But you, you had to do it. You had to do it. You had it. no you self-control. Swipe. Honestly, I'm glad no. now because I can call him a cheater. It's easier <laughs> for me to process emotionally. He had yeah. no self-control. It's like, also, can I say one of the most like other disturbing things to, to me? And we could take this out if you want, Abby. But he legitimately messaged like how many girls? Like probably 25, 30. Even more, I would say. Yeah, like, that's true. It was like seven pages. It, it was like maybe 50. He, and he messaged them the same <laughs> effing message that he messaged to Abby the yes. first time that they Which met. Which just makes me think that when he messaged me, he messaged like a hundred other girls the same thing and I just happened to reply. I'm an idiot. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. that's his little like catchphrase. Can we say what it is? Yeah, it's marry me with a ring emoji. Which is worse because he was married. He was married. He just left his, yeah. So, I, he, I, he, I, so I, he left her four hours prior yeah. and is is literally messaging 50 girls marry me marry me marry me marry me and some of them are replying like okay haha. and you're just like reading the messages yes it i read every so single one disgusting like this man it's like no respect for himself for you yeah. for the fact that he is still married he had not even he had just legitimately an hour before been like again texted you and said yeah. i can't be married anymore it's just so bizarre no it yeah. is like it doesn't make sense i just can't believe it. it's honestly it was hard for me to believe that people can actually do that kind of thing to someone and i like realistically looking at it i again this is my empathetic understanding side but i'm like i know that he was struggling in that moment of trying to fill a void clearly yeah. yes. but that does not give an excuse because i would I, <sighs> Dude, I just would have never done that. And he can say, well, you know, you don't know because I'm like, no, I do know. Like, because I just. You're not that kind of person. I'm not yeah. the kind of person. I would process things. I would have gone to get help before. Like, I, I do know I didn't. Someone. So that's how yes. I know that I wouldn't is because I didn't. 
Yeah, and he would say things like, I was so empathetic and that's why I couldn't handle it. I'm like, no, 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 that's actually apathy because apathy is where you're like, I shouldn't have to feel these things. I'm I'm out. Wait, empathy wait, wait. Is- he, he was saying himself he is yes, too empathetic too to empathetic. be married to you? Yes. Because it was too hard for him to okay. see her like, like that. That is the offset of empathy. Empathy no. is like being with you in yes, that moment. That is like the one thing empathy is. It's like wanting to put yourself in someone else's shoes so that they're not alone. That's the opposite of what you did. So also, oh, sorry. No, that's okay. I, I, I don't say, remember like, what I was going to say. I was going to say, also, Abby, while we, we went to bed, me and Nick went to bed, we're like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> she stayed up on her laptop and added his, so he had an Instagram with all <laughs> yeah, of their married, like, photos and stuff, and, like, literally in the bio, it says Abby, like, with a wedding ring, and he had deleted it. He deactivated it, and, like, his Instagram so account? So he can make yeah. his Tinder, and it wouldn't Yeah, so he had to, to make his Tinder so people wouldn't find him on Instagram and see that he still literally has a wife. So Abby went back and reactivated his Instagram because she has his email. It's very easy to do. She reactivated that account and linked it to his Tinder profile so that if girls would go to his Tinder profile, they would click on his Instagram and see that he was like literally married. Good. Yeah, I, I was really tempted to message some of the girls, but I'm like, I'm not. That, I don't even have time for that. I'm already, I'm already tired. I don't <laughs> trying care. to heal and care. also get revenge yeah. at the same time. I know. So I, that's the only thing I did that like felt petty. Where I'm like, I didn't need to do that, but it kind of felt good. I'm, I do not regret it because then he deleted it. And then, like, he deleted that Tinder and then... Made a new one too. The funny thing is, I, he deleted that Tinder and then I eventually got him to be able to call me and I made him FaceTime me. So he had to look me in the face when I just basically just told him everything that he did to me and told him I knew he cheated, told him I knew all these things. He never, like, he was only sorry that he got caught because he didn't apologize before. He only apologized after I showed him proof. Like, it's so it's like kind of the... It's like the apology that he ever... Every apology he ever gave me felt so insincere because he didn't... He didn't acknowledge the pain that he put me through. It's like he couldn't handle that he did that. But it's like you did do that. And that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you are stuck being this horrible person. Yeah, in order you for you to move on to me in this situation, in this like moment, that's how it is. You like, have to take accountability. Like for your own sake, like for his own sake yes. to move on and be happy. Like he has to like understand what he went, like what he did yes. and, and take accountability. Otherwise, you'll never be happy. If you don't take accountability and you don't take like responsibility for things that you did, no. you'll never be happy. No, you're you you're going to be chained down. It. You're going to be running for the rest of your life. Yeah. So that is, that's based, I mean, was there anything else in, in the sense of like our, what we discovered on his, oh, oh there was one thing. What? He did pay for Tinder premium. I that, think it was on that's Tuesday. The biggest uh, it was on Tuesday. All time. That's so the, the day before he left, he, he paid twenty five dollars. The day before he for left, premium. yeah, he pays for Tinder Premium. The biggest ick. And of he that. told me it was a mistake or like it was an on on accident. And I'm like, that gives me like again, like just don't lie. Like right. I, I'm understanding if you told me you had a horribly low moment and you regret it and you feel dumb. I'm like, I just want him to move on. I want him to be happy. Genuinely, still, I do. But it's like. Dude, I can't help you anymore if you won't even take responsibility. No, like, yeah. And if you keep lying about and, everything. And now you're at a point, like since it's been a couple months, like you're at a point now where you guys are, what, what would you like label I don't like even, relationship with him now? It's like kind of just like friends or are you guys like. It's kind of just business, like, you know, with the divorce and stuff. It's like back and forth. But you guys like, have hey, had. Can you pick this up? Can you do this? It's yeah. Like, you've had like some conversations, like you've had a little bit of closure from him, but right like you've had yeah, you've been able to at least the sense talk to of him. talking to him but not like in the sense of where i really felt like he acknowledged what he did and he acted like we were never close it's just like all of these things that it's like it's, he's just not being transparent with me and i'm that's all that's how i feel close to someone is when they're just dropping all walls and they're really letting me in and yeah. i don't judge people like i genuinely am like i forgave him actually very quickly like 
where I'm like, I understand that it was too hard for you. I don't agree with what you did. I think it was wrong. I think you will regret it for the rest of your life in the sense of, I mean, not that I don't think he's ever going to be happy again, but in the sense of Just like, of how he went about yes, it. And, like, and yeah. it's a big regret. Yeah. But for sure. Yeah. I mean, we need to do a part two someday about like, because I feel like we didn't get into obviously like, how the you've healing, been healing yeah. since and stuff. But unfortunately, <laughs> like, we've been talking about yeah, yeah, We got the tea in this episode. I mean, how would you say, let's just end with like, uh, how happy, are you no, feeling? Hope. Yeah, yeah, hope. Like, how are you feeling in this moment right now? I feel very free in the sense of, I no longer, like I under, I don't fully understand why what happened happened. And I don't think I will ever understand why he did what he did. And I'm at peace with that, where I am at peace with like the craziness of it. I am very, I would say I'm, I feel like I'm on the latter end of healing in the sense of being able to not feel damaged in every second of every day, every day of my life. But I can still feel like fully transparent. Like I can still feel my abandonment issues now. I can still feel my trust issues. Like even like if I make new friends or something, I can already feel like I just, they're just going to leave, you know, they're going to, I'm going to not be cool one day or I'm going to like be, I don't know, too say something dumb them. or too yeah. much. And then they're going to leave because I'm too much for them to handle. Like that is going Still to be here. a problem yeah. for me for a while. And like, that's what I am actually okay with though, because that's actually like my therapist is saying, that's very logical. You can be mad and forgiving you can be sad and happy like you can be a million things at once mm -hmm. and nothing's wrong or right it's just kind of how you react to them and you know so things don't come up as often though like I don't have to process things a million times a day it's like every once in a while thoughts will come and I'll understand that they're stemming from obviously that experience in my yeah, life totally and that might happen you're right it's like years. your your brain's just working at how it's supposed to work yeah, it's, it's like, actually being logical yeah it's like taking your history analyzing it you know, moving it towards the future. So it's like, you can't really blame it. No. And there's, I, I believe that there's a reason for it. And I, you know, I, I don't want someone now that will make me feel like a burden for just existing and not even being able to control what happens to me. Like I can't control what happened to me. And so I don't want someone who's going to shame me or make me feel like I have to hurry up and be perfect in order to be loved. It's like, that's how he made me feel. And I just believe that there's someone out there. And even if, you know, that might be a billion years down the road, I'm 100% being happy, being single and being present with myself and like reworking on, you know, the parts of me that are damaged and that come up. And I'm, I'm just taking it day by day. Yeah. I feel like they're just you're doing so, great, sweetie. Yes. You're doing amazing. <laughs> and I think there are just so many good things down in the pipeline. Like yeah. this will be a blessing at some point. It already is, but I feel mm -hmm. like in the future, it'll be even more of a blessing. And you're just going to meet someone who you're like, oh my gosh, like you get me. And it's yeah. going to be so great. But again, we don't even need to like focus on that because you're just like perfect, you know, yeah. as you are and yeah. you're whole right now. You don't need someone to fill yeah. a void. Like but you'll be whole again once you find another yeah. guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but once you do, I'm just saying it'll yeah. feel so much more like gratifying and rewarding because yes. it's like, oh my gosh, I've waited for this, you know, and yeah. it was so worth it. Yeah. If I was happy before and that's the kind of marriage that I had, not that it was it wasn't like a toxic marriage. It was a very normal mm -hmm. marriage. But I'm like, if I have something better waiting for me and I was happy with that, I'll be so much happier with this next thing. So exactly. Like, you were whole before you met him even. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it, that, yeah, It'll I, I do out. feel very, very hopeful. So 
unfortunately, if anyone's going through this, I'm sorry, but like it will, it actually is, I believe it has been for my benefit somehow. And even though that honestly ticks me it's been off for my benefits, but I got you to move by me. So yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we got tea for the podcast. I, those are great. Oh God, <laughs> lots of content. <laughs> We're like, we know we prayed for a good story to tell on the podcast. And the next nice day, thing. juicy. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing yeah, your thank story you for opening up. We need we need to like I said, we should have another episode soon about you can we can have like an advice, like a breakup advice or something. Yeah. 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 And I honestly do think, unfortunately, that getting divorced young, we always talk about this, like, especially not to say when you get married young, it's going to happen, but it does. It is more frequent, Mm -hmm. you know, in these like you said, you even have a friend who's going through a divorce. Like, I think it's we've had people write in and be like, I'm 20. Yeah, I'm 24. Like, I just got divorced. And like, it's this whole different experience than maybe when you get divorced when you're 40. You know, it's just a different thing. So we can maybe dive into that like at a different time. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you, Abby. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Make sure you guys go follow our podcast. It's at What We Said Podcast. I didn't mention this at the beginning, which I really should have, but we're having a live show and it's on August 15th. And just go to our Instagram for all the details. If there's still tickets available, we'll have them linked in the show notes. But thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. And that's that's what what we said. said. Bye.